The New York Jets are not ready for prime time. At least not yet. Keyshaw for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matto swoops in to intercept. Matto behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matto! 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 Stefan Matto! And the Rangers have one more hell to climb, baby! But it's Mount Vancouver! The Rangers are headed to the Waking up every morning, hating myself, looking at myself in the mirror, cursing at myself, the dirtiest words in the book, being down about the pessimistic views I hold. I can't stand it. Why do I do this? What the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I just jump on a train and ride it out and wave those pom-poms and pretend everything is okay? The Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley, Osemele. It's a 12-win team. Party time is here. New uniforms have arrived. It's a new era. Everything is great. I can't do it. The hype train is beyond anyone's control at this point. It started with the superstar acquisitions. Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley. <sighs> yeah. I would have rather have had Paredes. Give me a center. I would have rather have had two edge guys, as crazy as that sounds. Forget the skilled players. Listen, Bell's going to help. There's no doubt about it. Guy's nasty. Mosley, same thing. He's nasty. He's a great quarterback of the defense, but you build your football team from the inside out. This has never wavered. This has never failed in the history of football. The only thing that's changed is the importance of the quarterback position. With the new rules, the quarterback has taken an, a ridiculous slice of the pie in terms of responsibility in today's day and age. Aside from that, it always begins up front. On both sides of the ball. Offensive line. Five players out of 11. Nearly half the offense. Think about the positions. Does a wide receiver's play help the offensive line? No. Doesn't. The offensive line surely helps the wide receiver. 
Does the running backs play help the offensive line? Yeah, sure. But the offensive line helps the running back 500% more. Quarterback in the offensive line, same thing, same deal. Defense. It starts with the four-man conventional pass rush. The Jets are golden up the middle. Leonard Williams and Henry Anderson is a tremendous duo. Interior pass rushing duo in the sub package. That interior O-line's fear. Why have they not made more noise? Well, because their edge defenders are JV. It's the worst edge situation in the NFL. And that is not an overstatement. And it's been this way. Edge-wise, for a long time. Even during the Rex Ryan years. Remember Rex's start, 3-0? He stunned the Houston Texans in week one with those exotic blitzes. Offensive minds didn't know what hit them. It was insane. They played over their talent level. Once the NFL caught up, it became very difficult. And instead of living off the exotic blitz, he lived off of Darrell Revis's brilliance. Played Darrell Revis, took away one side of the field, shifted and shaded everything across to the other side, and lived that way. Today's league, it's very tough to blitz. The three-step drop rules the roost, and it's very tough to blitz. The decrease in blitzing over the past half decade is insane. You need a four-man conventional pass rush. The Jets don't have a four-man conventional pass rush. They tried to get Anthony Barr, who's never played edge full-time in his career. I would have loved the signing, but I would have also much rather seen just focus on those two areas. Offensive line and edge. Offensive line and edge. And now with the NFL draft coming, those are the only two areas that remain of the utmost importance. Cornerback is huge, yeah. Getting a number one possession receiver for Sam Darnold, also big, but it shouldn't be big right now, comparatively to the O-line and edge. That's a future problem. Robbie Anderson, Anunwa, Bell, Herndon, Crowder, that is fine weapons. That, that That's completely fine to move forward, as long as the O-line is cemented. And two offensive line picks over the course of four years, 28 total draft picks, does not get it done. It's offensive, both in the fifth round. Look at the offensive lines around the league. The New Orleans Saints, they took off with Ryan Ramzik. They have a line loaded with first, second, and third round picks. Chiefs, same thing. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt who? Doesn't freaking matter. He goes out. Booby Miles could come back. Run behind that offensive line. At 56 years old or whatever he is. And they'd be fine. So with the draft coming up, the same topic that's been the most critical the last four years remains critical. The hype train doesn't stop. Bell, Mosley, the Madden superstar acquisitions has the world going bananas. JB Smooth at the event. I was there. Party time. New uniforms. It's a new era. 
Listen, this isn't a knock on the Jets. The, net, the Jets do a great job business-wise. They are extremely smart. Their Twitter has been lit on fire since the acquisitions. And kudos to them for doing it. it it's great to get the fans into hype mode and feeling good. It's the way to sell tickets. It's the way to promote everything that's happening. Gase talking about dethroning the Patriots. Funny thing about that, it's not completely lost on me that that stuff could be good. I mean, gravitas and boldness, it, it's fine. As long as your in-house matters are first secured. Jets just aren't there yet. That's the issue. And curious about the Patriots. One of the Patriots, the most, the most winningest franchise in sports, when have they ever worried about another football team? Never. Aside from game planning week to week, and we know Belichick hates the Jets. We know he smirks and smiles a little bit extra after every Jets win. We see it on the sidelines. So, okay. Maybe he has a little extra attention towards that New York Gotham Green team during those specific weeks. But that winning culture that the Jets are trying to cultivate and develop, it doesn't come by worrying about the top dog. Can't worry about the top dog until you are near the top dog. Because if you're not near the top dog yet, your locker room just becomes a, a collection of dreamers who can't achieve the real goal. It becomes an impossibility. So that Patriot stuff, it's great marketing. It's great for the fans. And the fans, oh man, the fans' confidence is at an all-time high right now. It's going berserk. It's going bonkers. Anytime a pundit picks them to win four, five, six games, Jets fans... We have a mutiny on our hands. They go nuts. <sighs> Listen. I, I do a good job of trying to separate my fandom from object objectivity. I'm 36. I was born in 82. Hopped aboard. You know, I was really young for the Kenny O'Brien days. Hopped aboard really when Coslett was running things. I remember the 8-8 eight and eight year where they had no business making the playoffs. I remember Boomer. I remember Kotite and the one good thing he did with Wayne Corbett. I remember Parcells and bringing back the old school feel and building it the right way. Making sure the line was set. Making sure fundamentals were good to go. Not worrying about promoting how great everything was going to be. I remember Mangini and Tannenbaum in 2006 inheriting one of the worst offensive lines in the league and not waiting. Chad Pennington, water pistol for an arm. So many pundits had them taking a quarterback. How could they not take a quarterback in that loaded class? Matt Leiner went 10th. Joe Beningo 
One in Vince Young. No. Mangini knew what he wanted. He knew how to build a team. Say what you want about Mangini. He made mistakes, but it was his personnel that led to the seasons of 2009 and 2010. Make no mistake about it. If it wasn't, if Rex really had a hand in personnel, that team would not have dipped so drastically. But what Mangini and Tannenbaum did, they took a five-man unit, the worst in the league, and flipped three starters in one sole offseason. Two of which were, of course, DeBrickashaw and Mangold. A terrible Jets team, dubbed one of the worst rosters in the league, finished 10-6, and six, surprised the hell out of everybody with no skilled weapons. I think Leon Washington uh, led the team in rushing, the rookie. Kevin Barlow was next with like 400 yards. Kotri and Coles were the receivers. I think Baker was the tight end. I mean, folks, the offensive line starts it all. Don't overthink it. It's just that simple. And now here we are, over a decade later. With no premium offensive line talent drafted since Mangold and Ferguson. Think about it. It's outrageous. So yeah, the hype machine keeps going. And we'll keep going. When superstars are signed, it won't freaking stop. It's just the way of this social media world. It's the way of the NBA world. But a curious thing about the NBA and the NFL, they're complete, two completely different spaces. The NBA is a superstar league. The NFL is a value league. Stars matter, but it's not about the stars. So let's look at what the Jets really did this offseason. Bell. Crowder. Their weaponry is ready to go. I would not have signed Bell. It's a salary cap mistake. Mosley, too. Mosley is a salary cap mistake, too. It was not a need. Listen, Mosley's great. I love him as a player. Did a film room a couple weeks ago. Guy is nasty. Great defensive leader for Greg Williams and the Jets. But when discussing the salary cap and what needs to be paid, it comes down to edge, corner, wide receiver, paying the future developed draft picks like Adams and Darnold. That's what's important. But the hype machine rolls on. How could the production on the field actually equal the hype come 2019? There is a way. There is a way. My confidence in that way becoming reality is not very high. McCagnan has shown us nothing except he believes the offensive line is a plug-and-play position. Ryan Clady, Kelvin Beecham, 
James Carpenter was a hell of a signing, his first offseason. You know, he was still 25 or 26 at the time. Super Bowl champ from Seattle. Hell of a signing. But, why was it a hell of a signing? Because he already had the core intact. He still had Mangold. He still had Debrickashaw. The core was intact. Free agency is meant to sprinkle in around the core. It's meant to complete the core. The Jets' core is not there. Adams, Darnold, uh, May, I mean, May's got to prove he's healthy. Herndon, again, the Herndon hype has gone way past the point of okay as well. We, this kid has to do it. This kid has to do it first before we crown him. Anunwa, love Anunwa. Got to stay healthy. If he gets hurt, that receiving core is just, it's not, it's not good. Anderson, I like Anderson, but he's a specific role player. He's a straight line burner. He's not a possession guy. He struggles underneath. You know, he's okay. He's a complimentary piece. Crowder, excellent slot X-Factor guy. Bell, I mean, the last time we saw him in 2017, he was nasty. His yards per carry has been dipping. 2017, 4.0 yards per carry. Down. Very down compared to the years past. Running back is not a position of age. 27. He'll be 27. I don't know if he's 26 now still or he already turned 27. I think he, he'll be 27 by the time camp opens. You look at the rushing leaders. The top 10 to 12 were all under 25 years of age last year. The oldest guy was Adrian Peterson, who was top 15 somewhere. It's, it's not completely flawless, the signing. It's not. There are, there are incredible concerns. Williamson and Mosley on the second level is as good as it gets. The corners are in terrible shape. Jermaine Johnson, I don't know what to tell you. He was never a pro bowler when the Jets signed him. He wasn't a pro bowler last year. He's, a, he's so much better in the zone than he is, man. He had Wade Phillips in Los Angeles. He's got Greg Williams coming back now. Number two corner at best, I guess. Andre Roberts, Perry Nickerson, Brian Poole. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Along the interior, you got Henry, Leo, McClendon. They don't have a nose tackle. McClendon, uh, Fatukasi, I, I don't even know. See, that's the thing about Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams plays the same position as Henry and Leo. He's a three technique. Quinnen is not a big dude. In the 3-4, Quinnen, Henry, and Leo don't fit together. You need a nose tackle. That's 310 at least, 320, to play with those two guys. Can Leo play nose tackle? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. In the 4-3, obviously, there's only two. And make no mistake, Greg Williams will play both 3-4 and 4-3. That's another overblown situation. In the sub-package, there's only two interior linemen. 
All three can't get in the field. Quinton Williams would be it's such a it's such a crazy thing. They drafted Leo when they had Muhammad and Sheldon already. Accepted the quote unquote greatest talent in the draft with open arms. It led to Sheldon and Muhammad trying to play edge laughably. Anytime you put a 300-pound man on the edge in the NFL, it's a disaster. You can't do it. Drafting Quinnen would force the same thing with either Henry, Quinnen, or Leo. You can't do it, folks. It doesn't work. You need a 250, 270-pound guy on the edge in this game, in this day and age. It could have flown in the 80s and 90s, not today. So Quinn in there, even if he is special, even if he is Aaron Donald-like, it's such a tough pick. Edge has gone on for long enough, and that's what the Jets are looking at at number three, Edge, Allen, or Bosa. The best play is to trade down still. They need to collect assets. There's plenty of talent sprinkled out throughout the draft. They need a center. Badly. Trading down to 15 with Washington. Taking Garrett Bradbury. Getting a second round pick. Taking the edge there. Two third rounders. Could be three third rounders depending on the trade. Grabbing a tackle, which I don't have any faith in McCadden in that he will. Grabbing a tackle in a corner there. That's the play. That's the best play. And that's the only play that will allow production and results to actually equal hype. That's it. Other than that, good night, Jets. If McCagnan doesn't trade down, takes Quinnen or takes an edge at number three, doesn't take an offensive lineman in the third round, forget about it. Four wins. Five wins. That offensive line is terrible. What are we looking at? Jonathan Harrison, I love him, but he's, he's slow. He can't do it in the zone scheme, Gase's zone scheme. Bradbury is a monster, monster athletic center who would excel in that zone scheme. On the edge, to the second level, using his mind. He'd excel with Darnold touching his ass, not in the shotgun. Beecham and Shell as a tackle combo is not a good combo, folks. I don't know what Jets fans are looking at. It's one of the worst combos in the NFL. Bottom quarter. Winter's an assembly. Uh, I don't know. Assembly's going to be 30. He struggled to stay healthy. Assembly reminds me of Ryan Clady so much, I, I don't know what to say. Clady, in fact, had more success before he came to the Jets. Four Pro Bowls, two first-team All-Pros. Assembly, two Pro Bowls, one first-team All-Pro. Clady, Pro Bowler, two years prior to his Jets' arrival. Assembly, the Pro Bowl, one year prior to his Jets' arrival. Both guys injured. Coming into the Jets. Now, Clady missed an entire season as opposed to Assembly. There's no doubt Clady's situation was way worse. There's no question about it. But to celebrate 
the offensive line victory in Osemele is a foolish notion. It's a gamble. We don't know what's going to happen here. Odds are he helps. But the odds are the O-line still stinks, as is. They need premium talent, premium drafted talent there, more badly than anywhere else, and this includes Edge. So yeah, I hate myself. I can't stand myself. I, I can't join the party. What party? I'd rather them walk quietly and carry that big thumping stick than celebrate and party before it's time to. Know who you are. Know what you need. Don't overthink it. There is an opportunity to match the hype. It's a slim and tough one. It can be done. And trading down is the key. But regardless of whether Mac trades down, wants to, can't, or doesn't, Edge, offensive line, are the only two priorities right now. That's it. Literally, draft those positions until it's solved. That's how dire it's gotten. Cornerback, huge need. Huge. But the edge and the pass rush impact the corner position so much more than the corner impacts the pass rush. It's not rocket science. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go to bed tonight. I'll dream of a Jets Super Bowl. I'll cry myself to sleep when it doesn't happen. And I'll hate myself in the morning again. For continuing this narrative that the party needs to slow down. The hype needs to slow down. But somebody's got to do it. It's gotten to a point of no return. And if things are done right and production and team building happens at the right pace and right avenue. That hype will come. The party will come. That stuff will all come. Dethroning the pats will come. Not worrying about it. Not manufacturing it. That stuff doesn't need to be manufactured. If you do the right thing and you take care of your stuff in-house, that stuff will come. I'm sorry, Jets fans. Slow down the hype train. We have to see what unfolds in the draft first. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabonds Thanks for listening to Elite Sports Radio Stay Right through the
the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues